Hello and welcome, everyone. Get the video going, Dave. This is not my shoot, this bit. You're supposed to put the video on first, but here we go. A little video before we start the Kevin Campbell show. This is um, from Bet Victor. We're talking about Harry Kane, and this is the reason why I don't like Harry Kane and all those Spurs fans saying that he's better than Thierry Henry and actually slagging off their own players to justify their golden boy. And the reason I hate Harry Kane, and I'll be honest, is because he's a good player. If he, was, if he was, wasn't good, wouldn't know him. He scores goals. I think he has in... Um, I think he has improved his game with his um, assists as well. But there is that little doubt about him. And the doubt is, okay, in the Euro, in, in the, in, in the, was it the Euros or the World Cup? Should have played in, um, I think it was the World Cup, should have played in Sterling. Uh, and we, we go through, and, and the greediness side of him means he wants to be the glory man all the time. He, he ends up, we go get knocked out. But I don't think you can deny what, what you said there. A great, great goal scorer. Better than and Henry. I think like, like, I'm not even going to have that conversation. Better than Thierry Henry. Whoa, 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 Sorry, bro. I've I've been one of these guys that has argued against Thierry Henry all my life in the school playground, yeah. But listen, Thierry Henry put the fear of God into everybody going. Harry Kane, yes, but if it comes up against you in the final, I don't think you're that scared. <laughs> there you go. Spurs, Spurs fans. Yeah, <laughs> Before we go on, Kev, Spurs fans, what, what is there an argument with Harry Kane and Thierry Henry? And I know we're all Arsenal fans, but is there an argument? You know what, um, Lee? Listen, welcome. I just want to welcome everybody to the stream. No problem. And uh, obviously, chatting with Campbell, Lee Judges, he's the man with the most this Lee Judges TV. We've got Guna Russ in the house. How you doing, Russ? Yeah, good, Kevin. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Michael and Lee. All right, let me introduce Magic Mike. Will you, Russ? I'm asking about you. You're taking all the glory away from me. How are you, Magic Mike? I'm doing well. I, I think this might be the first podcast in the history of podcasts where I'm the youngest one on the panel. Oh, me just. Hey, yeah, Only you might just be. Over you, Kev. Might you guys be. are in a whole different league. Though. There you go. You might be. But hey, listen, let's let's get started. Um, be Lee, before we get going into Arsenal Leicester. Let's just touch on, obviously, the news that's come out about yeah. another London club, Chelsea. <laughs> what's what's your thoughts on on the Chelsea situation? I'll speak to you. I'll ask you, Ross, and then I'll ask you, Magic. What's your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are is welcome back to the real world. You know, like I, I think at the end of the day, listen, they've had no other owner, and I don't care who it, who it is, that does what he does. I tell you, the, the nearest owner to, to Abramovich, and it's on a much lower scale, was uh, was it uh, Walker? Um, Jack Walker. Jack Walker. Jack, Jack Walker at, at Blackburn. Blackburn, where Blackburn. He, yeah, at Blackburn. He completely just put his own money into it and that. But look what happened when he pulled out of uh, Blackburn and sold up. Where are Blackburn now? They went back to where they were before in 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 the second second division, which is now the Championship, obviously. Like that. That's where they went. That's what happened to them. 
So um, that's where they, all my lifetime, that's where they were until Jack Walker come along with that mate. The same thing will happen with, with Chelsea. They go back to where to, to where they were, you know, um, uh, with everybody else, you know what I mean? Like um, challenging for the for the Europa League, challenging for the, the top four, maybe, and, and the old cup, like they were doing before, Kev. You know what I mean? In your era, I can tell you that now, they were, they was a threat. But not not a massive massive threat. Yes, every now and then when they got a result against us, I remember watching Chelsea when I started watching football. They was in the second division, up and down, up and down. Do you remember when they come back up and Kerry Dixon scored a, 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 in a one-one game, their first game back in the in the big time? They took up the old clock in credit to them, like you know. But ultimately, I remember I remember Chelsea. When cars used to watch them because they had a car park on their pitch, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. true. Yeah. So for yeah. me, for me, uh, I think they go back into uh, to, to the pack, and um, that's how I feel it'll be. Like you know, the, the, the Abramovich era for them has been unbelievable, but now they're going to have to hopefully suffer um, the consequences of of what he's done and everything like in in the past. You know, I, I think that. We all know. Listen, I don't. I feel a little bit sad for Chelsea in one respect because it's you know you can't. It, it's them. I blame the Premier League for allowing him to become a, a, an owner in the first place, Kev. But look, it's done now, and um, I, it's a mess. I'm going to say it's a mess. Russ, what's your thoughts on it? Lee makes some good points there, but what's your thoughts? Yeah. Um... The, the, the little last point you made there, Lee, about the, the due diligence of the um, of the FA and the Premier League in uh, allowing him to uh, what are you smiling at, Mike? <laughs> Your pronunciation of that of was a bit suspect. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat large portions of humble pie. Yeah? Perhaps another podcast. We won't have time to do this today, but no, it's all come unto roost. And uh, there were a lot of questions by people when he first took over. Uh, as to his um, his scruples, his morals, etc., uh, and we've always had the, the higher ground, haven't we, with the history, class, tradition of our football club being run the right way, and uh, not having a sugar daddy to uh, <laughs> to pile loads of money into us, etc., etc. And this day was always going to come, but obviously this uh, tragedy that's occurring in the in the Ukraine has uh, just uh, sped it along a tad and um, has showed him for what he is, really. And uh, and unfortunately, shown some Chelsea fans to be what they are because shouting out his name when they're having um, a minute's applause for Ukraine uh, the weekend, and it's just not very classy at all, is it? Um, and uh, I've seen some comments today from Chelsea fans on social media. Uh, saying that the government here has always been out to get him and it's a disgrace and it's a, a witch hunt against Chelsea, etc., etc., etc. I'm afraid this day was always going to come eventually. He was always going to want his money back. And uh, now he's not even going to get his money back because it's all been uh, sanctioned. And um, I'm afraid Roman gets sanctioned everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Magic, I mean, look, Magic, I want to ask you, obviously he came out with a statement last week and he said he didn't want the money back when the club was sold. That was going to go into a foundation for the people of the Ukraine. 
do you reckon that was a little bit of he's lawyers and stuff knowing what's coming down the pipe? It, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of the fact that he really, I mean, he doesn't need money. I, I mean, unless he literally loses it all to, you know, to not being frozen, but being confiscated, which I'm not sure that that's going to be the way that it plays out, but he's trying to look like the, 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 the good guy here. And, and he's not, and he's, you know, the, the only cups they're going to be competing for Lee in the next you know, after about a year or two from now is the Papa John's cup and the FA trophy. Cause I mean, I'm not even sure it's going to stop at, at one level of demotion. This team is so highly leveraged yeah. by the funding of one person more so than any other club in the world. They would be running two, 300 million pound uh, deficits every single year. If it were not for him pumping the money in to cover it. And now without him running the money to cover it, they still have their own expenses. They've got 350 million pounds of of uh, of payroll to play to pay every single year, and their expenses continue. They, they're not going to be able to function on a on a sugar daddy basis anymore. And that doesn't just mean we can't buy every player we want and win everything on 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 site. It means they can't meet their obligations. I don't think they're going to be stopped at the at the three or four players that are out of contract this summer leaving. I think they're going to be in a situation where unless something totally corrupt happens and they're basically allowed to get out of this uh, by the powers that be in the Premier League without any significant loss, I think they're going to have to essentially terminate, release a lot of the players from their contracts because there's jeopardy of them not being able to get paid. They got to pay rent to Stamford Bridge. They don't own the stadium. They have, you know, who's going to buy this club when it's mired in this situation with that much debt. If you want to, if you want to be a sugar, you're going to buy. Club, yeah. yeah. You're you not going to go you in with Sunderland. That. You buy Sheffield Wednesday, you know, teams with Premier League stadiums that they own and you have the ability to build from the ground up. So, I mean, pop, <laughs> Papa John, Chelsea is, uh, is really royally screwed in this situation. Well, Mike, just, just for everyone, I think with the FFP as well, Financial fair play is going to play a massive part because that funding stream is gone. Yeah, they're not going to be able to convert the the loans to to shares anymore. So they're in they're in real problem. They can't negotiate contracts. They can't sign anyone. So you imagine there's going to be players in that squad who's got one year left. They're going to want out. If they treat Chelsea like they treated Wigan, like they treated. Uh... Reading, I think, if they, you know, like they treated Barry, to be perfectly honest with you, if they do that, then we're going to see points dropped due to penalties. We're going to see potential administration. And at the very least, we're going to see a team that, you know, once this all filters through, maybe a year, maybe 18 months from now, we're going to see a team that will have, I mean, they will have Dennis Wise playing for them. I don't mean a Dennis Wise type player, I mean like the current Dennis Wise. Uh, what, uh, well, can I ask a question? Because I don't really understand. I hope this he's not like, dead. I, I, I don't. I didn't mean to. If they, if he sell, if they sell it, who, who, where's the money going to? Well, the, the, the sale would probably confiscate the, the the proceeds of any sale. What someone has to pay to buy it will probably be essentially confiscated by the U.S. the U.K. government and probably go towards something in Ukraine, like Roman said no, he was going to well, do. Well, Mike, but, yeah, it goes to the foundation, Lee. He's set the set, set up the foundation.
to take the proceeds of the sale to help the people of Ukraine, which at the time, you know, you're saying it's an admirable, admirable thing to do. But I, I, I think, think obviously he he's got wind, that, he's got wind of what's... Sorry? I don't think he actually said that it was going to go to the proceeds were going to go to the victims of Ukraine. He said yeah, it would go to you know, well, the war. Well, the found, well, the foundation, no, no, it was it was for Ukraine. The foundation was set set up to take the proceeds and to help of, of that that faction, whether it's both sides, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever it was, whatever it was. I think it was rather vague, Kevin. To be honest, oh, okay, but, vague. intentionally but, vague. But but the yeah. fact of the matter is, he wasn't receiving the money. Yeah. That's the difference. He weren't going to be receiving the money, Lee. So you've you you're, you're muted. So yeah. what's the point of him selling it? That's what I can't get at. So if he why sell it then? Why yeah, then? Why don't he wait until he gets his sanctions lifted? I, can't, I don't understand it. Well, he, he can't because he can't. Well, he can't function. That's it. Finished. He can't function anymore. Can they just? I mean, can not, they he's not going to be bothered because he can't get no money anyway. Does it no, matter? But he to can't. Him? Yeah, of course it does because he can't function as the owner. He the can't owner fund can't it. Function. He can't he fund, can't fund it. it. Whatever mechanism yeah, he can't, they he can't, got, he can't. He's not. He's going to sell it, and he ain't going to make no profit anyway. Like, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. He's going to sell it. He ain't. But so that's his way out. Hold it? No, but if that's his way out. If it's he no doesn't... point hold. It's no point him holding it, Lee, because he can't fund it. And if you can't fund something that's costing that much it. money, then it's going to collapse. Yeah, him, him, being the, him being the it. owner and not being able to put any money into it, or not being able to take any money out of it, or make any money from it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Than them selling I'm thick. it. I'm thick. He, if if he if he sells it. He ain't gonna make any money now. If he if he keeps it, he ain't gonna make no money. No, so but what Lee, Lee, the reason why he's got to sell it is for to help the club stay on its feet. Because right. whatever oh, yeah. mechanism, that's the only reason what, he's good. Yeah, whatever mechanism they've got on the inside of how they work it, that stops now because obviously he's in the sanctions. Whatever. And as long on, as as long as he owns the club. You're going to see. I mean, that that commercial revenue that goes for, that's at 160 million pounds a year. That's one of the only things that they actually bring in, other than TV money. I mean, by the by by this time next year, they might be having 20 million of commercial money, and that's from the people who just couldn't get out of their deals. Because who is going to want to sponsor a team that's owned by Roman Abramovich at this point? That's so fine. the biggest favor he could do to the club is just essentially give the club away. And you know, allow away. I guess the UK Drop government and the Premier away. League to to administer a, a sale to an appropriate party, and that party is not going to do what Roman Abramovich did. So listen, there's right, so many different anyway, ways this can fall apart, but it's gonna a, fall apart. Anyway, guys, let's talk about the Arsenal. Let's let's <laughs> let's look forward and look up. Let's talk about the Arsenal. All right. Whatever's going down, Chelsea, the same road to success Chelsea took is the same road to ruin. So that's their business. Massive game on Sunday for us. We know Leicester play tonight. One of the reasons why we're not in Europe, we were saying it, it, this should be of a benefit to us. Now we've got an opportunity for it to be of benefit to us, Lee. Yeah. What's your first thoughts on the current situation at, at Arsenal and obviously Leicester? We sit in fourth, they sit in 12th. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'll be honest. I, I thought Chelsea. Uh, sorry, Chelsea. I've got Chelsea on the brain. <laughs> I thought uh, Le- Leicester would be a lot higher up, but listen, they've had a lots of lots of injuries this season, like you know. So, um, uh, and I think that that has hindered them. Um, but uh, I, I did think that they'd be a lot stronger than what they are. Um, so be it. Um, for us, I think it's massive, massive game on Sunday. We are currently fourth with games in hand, and that, that sounds fantastically well. If we can get a result here, then we've got Liverpool in, in the week, which is a massive game, and then Villa will be a, a game in hand in in, in, in so many Round respects. Roundabout way, yeah. Roundabout way because of the FA Cup that weekend. So it's really, really good. It's a fantastic time to be taking on Leicester in between the conference games. They've got, obviously, like us on Sunday, and I don't know how they're getting on in their conference game today, but they've got to play, obviously, to, of today and then next week. Think back when we was playing in Europe, like you know, what I mean, and we had a m- m- massive game when we weren't really playing for nothing. We, we oh, it's all about, uh, it's all about um, this game. I remember us going to Man United in between the semi final, not really worried about what happened there because more important when we was playing Madrid. So they're going to have that little bit of mentality. They've picked up a few injuries. I think it's a perfect time to take them on. In saying that, I still believe it would be a tough, tough game. I don't think we can take any team lightly at this moment in time. I, I'm, I'm going to say this now. I was really, really impressed with the way we played at Watford. I know Watford are getting stuff today, but ultimately, if we'd have been a little bit more ruthless and decision-making in the final third, mm-hmm. I think we'd have beaten Watford comfortably on um, on Sunday. I, 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 I was standing with Russ and I, I turned, to, turned around to Russ just before they scored. And I said, do you know what? This is the most comfortable I've felt at uh, uh, Vicarage Road for very, very And then, I, I and then Soko scored. Like, Soko you know I mean? scored, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's gone, why don't you shut your mouth? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, um, but what I thought we was kind of, I thought we played some we really, were. really I thought football. we were as well. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and to be honest, even when it was 1-1, the way we was playing, I didn't feel like, I thought that we was going to create chances and score goals. And I thought it was a very, very good performance. And do you know what, more and more anything that I'm really looking forward to, uh, Jenny's just told us that Leicester are 1-0 up at the moment. So that's good news. So that keeps them uh, in that tie and and, and one eye on it. Uh, I, I have to say, um, I'm, I'm re- even though there's a lot of pressure on the game on Sunday, I'm really buzzing and looking forward to going because the football that I've seen in the last couple of games, I've, I've sat there and, and really enjoyed it, Kev. I, you know, I don't care what anybody says. I could have sat there, put my feet up and just watched Saka on uh, last Sunday. Sunday. Just enjoyed it. It was absolutely breathtaking. He weren't the only one, but obviously Udegaard as well. But I just thought it was a fantastic performance on um, on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to the game and I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, we get the three points, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Yeah. Russ, what, what's your thoughts on our form and obviously the two managers? Because, you know, there was a lot of people giving um, Arteta pelters, really, and, and saying, yeah. you know, we should have gone for Rodgers. Can you remember that, that, that narrative? There was a lot of yeah. people saying that. But look now, we're fourth and they're 12th. What's your thoughts on our form and, and, and the managers? I'm going to give uh, Mikel Arteta a, a great deal of praise because... Um, some of the stick and some of the uh, the criticism, I think, has been unfair. He, he's he's building a young project. Um, you could see that. The, I think the, the the game where it all sort of hinged and turned for me was the Man City game, when we we actually gave them 
a real, real towsing in that game, and we we're very unfortunate to get anything out of that game. And all of a sudden, we changed from this dour, low-block team into this team passing the ball around them and getting in behind them, and it was like a breath of fresh air. And I thought, right, that's it. We'll crack on now. And all of a sudden, we play Burnley and Forest, and we go back to type again, and it all went rotten. But then now, I'm starting to see patterns of play. I'm starting to see partnerships. I'm starting to see people taking responsibility on the pitch. I'm like uh, Odegaard. Mm -hmm. Odegaard has been absolutely brilliant for the last three, four games. Absolutely outstanding. Now I'm starting to see the player we thought we might get. And um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers, good manager. Nothing wrong with Brendan Rodgers at all. He's a great manager. Mm -hmm. um, he's managed Liverpool, for God's sake. So he's not a mug, is he? No. He's no mug, so you know. Won the FA Cup last year, Ross. He's a mug. Yeah, exactly. He's no <laughs> mug. He's not a mug. I think what where he struggles with a team like Leicester is the lack of squad depth. I think um, it ties his hands, and he has to rotate sometimes, and the quality's not there. And as Lee said earlier, his injuries have been oh, oh well, absolutely dreadful. He's had what five, six, seven key players at a time sometimes. So. Um, who's that? Fafana out? Is it Justin? He's had um, Vardy, Vardy, he's had Maddox Vardy, and, and DD, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's had, had quite a few. Three, yeah, key players out, which has really hamstrung him. Um, but I think he's a good manager and he's not to be taken lightly. He's tactically astute, he's not a mug, as some people think he is. He's but he's, he has been hamstrung by lack of squad depth. Uh, Mikel, uh, big, I'll give him a lot of praise. Listen, I never wanted the man here at the beginning, but the way we're run, the self-sustaining way, we have to go with this because we are not... I, I honestly believe even if we don't get Champions League, they're not going to sack him because this is not going to be a two- or three-year project. This is going to be a five-year project. And uh, I hope that it's. it seems to have come along really quickly in the last six or seven months. So hopefully that rate of progress accelerates and carries on going and we can get a UCL and we can get that extra bit of money into the club and we can buy those Drop three them. or four players we all know we need, especially centre-forward, but yeah. for another day. Yeah, to strengthen. So let me come to you, Magic Mike. Your thoughts on the managers and your thoughts on the recruitment, our recruitment and Leicester's recruitment, because... Leicester have been really renowned for recruiting really well. They've brought in Lookman, they've brought in Paxson Dakar. They've got that Dewsbury Hall who looks to be a useful player who mm. was on loan at Luton last season. He's coming, he's a left footer, looks pretty useful. And um, just want to know your thoughts on, on that. And are we kind of doing what they do? Because they kind of bring in people who we don't really know and they, they really do well. I've always, you know, there was one pickup, and I don't know that he's going to turn out to be incredible or anything, but he's been more than serviceable for them. Where where we were rumored with uh, with with this guy, and they, and it just ended up that he went to Leicester. And I thought, why are Arsenal and Arsenal fans who rant and rave about transfers, and why is the club not satisfied or happy with bringing in a guy like Soyuncu, Chu, who's the guy I'm talking about, where you know maybe he's one club or two years away from really being the player that everybody would want him to be. But we've just constantly said, okay, well, they're not in our class. They go somewhere else. 
they perform well, and then they go to a rival for like 70 million pounds more or 40 million pounds more than they paid. And I'm like, that's the, the kind of thing that we need to do. Now, would you compare the Soyuncu pickup to the Tomiyasu pickup? Yeah, I would. And say, that's a, that's a, we found a great bargain and, and did a good job of picking somebody who, you know, wasn't crap in the process. And, and I think we are, we're maybe modeling our recruitment after Lester, which is a weird thing to say, considering we wouldn't think that they'd be someone that, you know, just based on name and history that we'd be patterning after. But, uh, but, You've got to pick up the positives from the teams that are doing things right. And the one thing that Leicester has done right, and it's led to success, is their recruitment. They're, mm-hmm. they're you know, not worrying about picking up a Conte before he's on big money, not worrying about picking up, uh, you know, guys like uh, Tielemans. And, I mean, they, they make the deals that a lot of other teams, you know, just aren't ready to commit to yet because maybe they're not good enough to push their starters. Um, also, you know, Arsenal is playing so well recently that Dan Potts didn't want to show his face tonight. And that's why he asked me to play for him, I think. Um, but, you know, Lee said he's looking forward to, to going to the next few games. I'm looking forward to coming over. I, we pl- When I planned this trip with my son for the first two games in April, it was in January and everything. I was just worried that these games were going to be dead rubbers and bad, bad environment. Everyone was going to complaining and, and, cronky out protests and i'm like that's not really the environment i want to you know take my son into and and visit and now i mean unless god forbid something goes horribly wrong in the next few weeks which i'm confident it won't um we're coming into a pretty big run-in with a lot at stake so i cannot wait for those games and um you know as for brendan rogers i mean on the scale of zero to mug um I, I don't believe – I think a lot of people are, are hoodwinked by this guy. I mean, I, I watched a – like a, you know, all-or-nothing Liverpool type of thing, but it was called Being Liverpool back when he was at Liverpool. And just his act seems so – like a novelty to players who are maybe encouraged to play above their station and it wears off after a while. I think it, it happened at Liverpool. He had everything at his disposal in Liverpool, and as soon as he lost one very good player, the t- he lost the team. Celtic's another situation. You could win at Celtic with your eyes closed, but I think it's starting to happen at Leicester. I don't see this as a one-season blip. I think you know that that he's just not the type of manager that can sustain a top team in a top level. And I was praying that we didn't make a move for him. I just vehemently disagree with anyone that thought he would have been a good coach for us because Arsenal's a big name. It's a, it's a heavy badge. I think it was a good idea either, Mike. I'll agree with you 100% on that. I mean, and, and, you know, to excuse a 12th or 13th place performance this season on injuries, I mean, no one gave Arsene Wenger the, the benefit of the doubt when we had nine players who were, you know, who had hamstring injuries at the same time. Uh, you know, back in three, four, five, six years ago. So, you know, you, you got to get that time. Yeah. No, and, and Leicester, more than mo- most other clubs in the Premier League now, because of their success and their investment, they do have a little bit of depth. And yeah. so that, you know, if you had a great coach, you should be able to handle it. And I just don't see him that way. Lee, good point by Mike. So let yeah, me ask you this, Lee. Let me ask you this, Lee. Is this, could this be a, Audition for Tielemans, 
We've been linked with we've been linked with Tielemans, haven't we? And uh, yeah. we know what a good player he is. The Leicester haven't been themselves of late, and his contract's up at the end of the season. Is this an audition, possibly? Well, I think he's, he's listen. I've I've liked him very very much so, but didn't it seem funny that he's having all these contract um, negotiations and he's sort of turning them down and maybe he's just lost a little bit of heart. I don't think he's been as the bet that great this season. I think one of the reasons that um, that Leicester, with their injuries and all that, I think that he's the one that keeps them ticking going forward as well and everything like He hasn't been quite on it, like, you know. Um, still a good player. Of course he is. I'd like to see him at Arsenal. I, I really would. He's the sort of player I think Arsenal needs. Someone that can pick the pass between the lines, can nick a few goals from midfield as well. I think that's something that we've got. Whoever we go for in the summer, we've got to look for somebody that can score goals in midfield. Now, hopefully he ain't going to score no goals in from midfield on, sun, yeah. uh, on, on Sunday. But I do think he's a very, very good player. I think um, he's he, in his mind, he's done He's done with Leicester. He, he, he's, he's had his time. He wants to go on to bigger and better things, you know. Uh, and, and unfortunately, with, with Leicester, I've, I've got a lot of admiration for Leicester, the way that they've won the league, they've won the cup in the last few years, um, kept all these players. But eventually, the players want to want to hit the bigger stage, you know. I, I, I don't think that's a, uh, um, a, a knock at You're not Leicester, speaking out of school. Yeah, you're not speaking out of school about that. No, no, it's just the way it is. And I think that he's probably just outgrown that 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 time for him now. Arsenal would be a perfect movement. I do think though, um, that other teams will be looking at him and maybe maybe thinking about him. I, I, I think personally I wouldn't be looking too much into how he plays against Arsenal or how he plays too much in the next few games or to the end of the season. If if I'm gonna be really honest, when it comes to to, to Mikel. I've got me doubts a little bit every now and then, you know, because you see what what Russ said, the Nottingham Forest and Everton, but but ultimately he seems to be getting it, it consistently right. The one thing I won't doubt is that they're transfers at the moment in time. They've, 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 every, if, if they say it's Tillemans, then and, and they go and get him, I'm happy with it. If you're going to trust that. You're going to trust that. Yeah. yeah, I'll trust that. So if they say it's not Tillemans and it's, uh, I don't know, um, uh Somebody else, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm Kasuba not um, or whoever you're whoever. going to trust their judgment. I, I, I do trust them to get that right, and, and, and I do trust them on that. I really do. So, Lee, did you do you trust them with the not signing anyone in January part as well? I'm, I'm, I'm generally asking. I don't know. I'm yeah, I actually said that I wasn't that that um that concerned about it. The main reason I wasn't that concerned about it was because. I don't think we've got a lot of games to have a big squad. And if right. you've got a big squad of players, um, uh, you know, I, I, I listen, if Arsenal have signed Vlaovic, I think that would have guaranteed us top four and I was happy for us to do just that one and only signing. Couldn't do Possibly it. Possibly even top three. Possibly even top three. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been a massive signing for us. But yeah. but I, I looked at it and I thought, look, you know, if you sign a couple of players here, you know, look at the squad now. If if they don't get no injuries, there ain't going to be many many um, opportunities. You know, many opportunities to get games. So I think that you know it, you need a small. And I think that they've looked at that and thought, you know what, we work with a smaller squad this this time around. And, and it's a gamble as far as you want to look at it, as far as injuries are concerned. But when you've you know over this these last, well, I always think that January. I don't know about you guys, but January, February, March, I always think it's a tough time. For, for 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 games and and the what you know like rain cold and whatever, 
we've we've had ten days off, five days off, a week off, and all that, like you know. So you know, you you can't. It's like I I, I think on um, on uh, Sunday, if he'd have left out Martinelli, he couldn't actually say to Martinelli, "I'm resting you, is he? You ain't played for two weeks." So <laughs> you know I mean, like you you have to say, "Yeah, it is. I'm leaving you out because you're um you're not playing." <laughs> At this moment in time, all the players at the moment are um, are, are getting enough rest and everything like that. So, you, you if you got game, if you got game on for like like this week, you got Liverpool coming up in midweek. You maybe could say to someone like, "Yeah, oh, I'm bringing Smith Rowe in, freshening it up, or whatever." But ultimately, we haven't had that thing. So, I think it's not been a bad thing to do that. I I, I think that the transfer policy uh, will. Will be, I, I think, if we, how can I say, at the end of the season, if we get fourth or even what Russ said, get third, you'll look at it and go, do you know what? That was class. They, 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 they got they that performed. spot on. It's a gamble, but I think, you know, I think it is a little bit of a where, gamble. I think a bit of a gamble, but you know, I, I, I don't think it's one where I've gone, oh, I'm panicking about it too much. Yes, we wanted the forward, but I tell you what, I do like about it. We thought, well, we have. Vlavic is what we wanted. We couldn't get him, so we're not just going to go and get somebody else. Who just for... and at the end of it, lads, you know what I mean. Like at this moment in time, if we had signed a, a forward, right? Like Vlavic, I think like would have probably come in. But if we hadn't signed the one of, of that, look what we um, look what we do now. Like you know, what I mean, we've got uh, we would have a centre forward sitting on the bench all the time. Yeah, Lacazette would have been sitting on the bench. We don't know how that would have affected Saka and 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 Martinelli and. ESR who who Lacazette kind of releases even though he doesn't score himself so I, I think that was brilliant and it was a huge they pushed all their chips to the middle but I think that they were playing with the house's money a little bit because I truly believe that finishing fourth this season will be one season prior to when Arsenal really thought they would finish in fourth and so they didn't feel the pressure to have to gamble everything on players that may or not be the players that they really wanted just to try to solidify fourth and then losing out on that is a, is a massive downside. Yeah. I didn't, so Russ, I didn't want to see Russ, it. Mike, Russ, Russ let me ask like... you. Yeah. Russ, let me ask you this then. Mike, Mike, Liam, Mike makes a really good point. So let me ask you this then, Russ, the fact that the club didn't go into the market in January because they couldn't get who they wanted. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. No, they, obviously, they obviously showed a lot of trust in the current squad. Yeah. Do, you, do you trust in the current squad to get us to where we need uh, to get to this season? With, with the fixtures we've got, I think the squad, as Lee said, is just about going to cope with it. Um, but if we'd have stayed in, in the Cups and, uh, yeah, great and had those extra fixtures, I think it would have been difficult. I it's mean, a masterclass yeah. then getting knocked out. Perfect. Well, no, <laughs> no, not at all. I'm kidding. Hey, no, no, Mike, shut it. <laughs> but sometimes these things pan out the right way. And uh, I listen, I wasn't happy we didn't sign anyway in January because I'm never happy when we don't sign players in the transfer window. Everyone knows that. But if there weren't the right players available, we've kept our powder dry until this summer. Now, this summer window, there are no more excuses left. 100%. No more excuses. The recruitment has got to be done this summer. We've wiped away all the dross. 
That's one thing I will give Mikel Arteta for a uh, great credit for, is he's had to manage through this mire of dross that was left him with all the toxicity and you know clicks and, and everything, uh, yeah. unprofessional behaviour by some of the players. He's waded through all that. Clear the decks. Now, there's a lot of money being wiped off the wage bill, which should be made available now for him to go have a proper go at some decent players to take us up a notch. Because we're starting to see passages of play that really excite me, that really excite me. Little passages. We can't sustain it yet because we haven't got that next level player that can sustain it for that bit longer. Party's improved. Mm-hmm. Um, Xhaka has improved by being pushed forward at the park a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still got a big mistake in him, though, as we saw Sunday. He's got mm-hmm. that stupid crossfield ball crossfield when pass. we control the game. And all he's got to do is hold the ball. So if we can upgrade on him, because I think most of us are resigned to the fact that he will be going this, this summer, we can upgrade on him and get a decent, powerful hold-up centre-forward and a couple of other little... Another fullback, uh, perhaps get Saliba back, yeah, then I'll be happy. No I'll, I'll be happy with four players coming back, including Saliba, coming into the squad to refresh it. And then well, some Russ, other you've... youth being topped up. Russ, you think about this. We're, we're going to lose Lacazette probably, Eddie, El Nenny. Yeah. So that's another three. So four yeah. would only give us one more player. I, I yeah. think we need about. I think we need a, a, about. Ideally, I believe we need about eight players. Are there any more players? Are there any more players coming through Highland though? Are there any more that we 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 might yeah, but see? The yeah, but they they they're young. They need to. The Patinos of this world, I believe, need to go out on loan. Do you, do you think so, Mike? Lee, yeah, but, Russell, yeah, next oh, season these guys about, need to learn, learn the game. Next season, maybe Balogun gets back in, especially if Niketia leaves for depth. But you know, yeah. that's the yeah. season that Patino goes that's on. Funny, loan. Beareth the, goes the, on. The, loan. the other thing is, in the last few years, we've been dealing with um, the Europa League, where you could blood a few youngsters, get them, get them playing, get in, in, in the group stages, and 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 rest a few of your your so-called established players. But if yeah. if we go into the Champions League, it's a different. Different kettle of fish, kettle of fish. yeah. The level of player I mean, you, has to be yeah. better. Yeah, you can you can see you can see now when Lacazette when Lacazette tries to sprint for a ball, it just ain't there, is it? Bless him, it just hasn't got that in that him zip. anymore. He hasn't got the that zip. zip. And, and, and yeah. you know what? That's why signing up. I think I think we need two strikers. If I'm honest yeah. with you, I think we need yeah, that, okay. that pace striker. Yeah, go on, Russ. In an ideal world, yes, but you know Champions the way League we... world, Russ. It's Champions League world. You, yeah, you, got know the way, you know the way Arsenal FC performing transfer windows. It's it's difficult at times to get these things done. And uh, hey, Russ, don't contradict yourself, up. Russ. Hey, don't contradict yourself. You just said there's what? no excuses, and now you're making excuses about oh, oh it's, it's difficult. Yeah, no. well said, no, Kevin. Don't, don't contradict no. yourself. No, no, for my point this of is view, a walking no contradiction. that's not to say that there won't be excuses because they, they will make excuses if they can't get these things Yeah, done. but we're not going to accept them, are we? Good, we know good. They've, I'm, I'm they've, they've, cleared, they've cleared the decks. Yeah. We're losing, in theory, 
three strikers this season. Yeah. Abamyang, yeah. Lacazette, and Eddie. We're not saying Eddie's yeah. the answer, but we're still losing him. So it's after that, yeah. So so we need minimum two, I believe. And then you got Balogun coming in as well. So listen, we need we need a striker, a big striker who can be physical. Yeah. We definitely yeah. need one of those. We definitely need someone who's quick, who can link play. And and as you said, Russ, when you see Lacazette trying to get around the pitch, he can't really do it as, as he used to. But not saying that he was blisteringly quick, but if we have another, a quick player up there, not only can he link the play, then he could sprint into the box. Makes a huge difference to us. So please, they, please, Sir Kevin, please, Sir Kevin, do you have your finger on the pulse of someone that you would like to see come to the club? Listen, his name I've Tyrese. Had, I've, I've had my finger on the pulse for many a time at Arsenal and looking who I want, want to sign. I, want, I wanted to bring in Tammy Abraham last summer. People were shooting me that. Oh, he's not good. He can't do this. He can't do that. Have you said what he's doing out in... In Italy. It's just because uh, the Chelsea, like, the, the like, Chelsea, like, like, yeah. Again, he's young. He's actually an Arsenal fan, I believe. So he fits the profile. I want people who fits the profile. There's the young lad. Is it Broha at um, Southampton? Oh, yeah. He looks half decent. I'm not saying yeah, he's not yeah. Tammy, but he looks half decent. He looks physical. He, he can play. So you know. What about Marcus Rashford? I, I wouldn't. For me. I don't think Marcus Rashford's a number nine. I think he's a winger. Yeah. So then as. you go. So then you go in against Martinelli. Saka, Martinelli, Pepe. Hey, listen. If Pepe goes, then you bring, you could maybe bring. I don't think Rashford will leave Man United, but you could then, because if you've got big games, then you're gonna have to flip. Look what happens when we go into the cup and we rest certain players. We're not strong enough depth-wise. Yeah. So we need to have that squad who we can mix and match, chop and change, and we're as strong. So yeah. There's I, someone I, in the someone, chat who won't give up on talking about Mbappe. So I think we have our answer right there. We're getting Mbappe. Someone, someone just mentioned in the in the chat earlier, he mentioned uh, Patrick Schick. I think he plays yeah. for uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, Patrick Schick. I'm not in the middle of Again, He's, he's big, Jonathan he's strong, David. he can score goals. Jonathan David's good link player and he can score goals. He's quick. A anyone like that, really. But listen, yeah. I, I'm a bit I'm a bit with Lee on this one. I tr I trust Mikel Arteta and Edu to get it right. I really do. Uh, listen, I'm I'm not saying that they're gonna be the answer in the end, because I don't know. Would I be happy? I'd be happy to keep this together to make it successful but what they've done last summer <laughs> this summer I've got to trust them moving forward so listen guys I think we need to get on to predictions because the time's flying and, and Lee you've got a you've got a, a massive event coming up after <laughs> this so let's let's go with Magic Mike first and I'll, I'll work my way back Magic Mike Russ and then Lee What's your prediction for this game, Magic? This feels like a... It's been so long since I actually predicted an Arsenal win just be, just out of superstition. Um, I'm normally... I'll, I'll predict right, a 2-2. Right. If I predict 2-2, that means I'm confident. Um, 
<laughs> All right, two two it is then. All so, right. So, yeah, I, I don't want to ruin that now. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with a two two. And and I, I don't know if I'm supposed to call a two two when a two two is often called. But... Desmond, call it a Desmond. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like the what the you know unacceptable these days to talk about. No, just say Desmond. The Desmond. I was, I'm yeah. going with Desmond, right? Which Ruff, means we're going to win. Yeah, cool. What's your thoughts on the game and and, and the prediction for the result, mate? Me, I'm going for a two-one Arsenal win because I think we still got the odd mistake in us, but I think mm. we can we can score goals now. I think we're starting to get a bit of mojo back in the final third, so I'm going to go for a two-one win. 2-1 win. Lee, Mr. Judges, your thoughts yeah. on the Arsenal on, on Sunday and the prediction? I, I I think that if Mikel's got something that he's not happy with at the moment, it's just that, that thing of conceding a couple of little goals here and there, like, you know, you know, Brentford right at the end, you know, like against Wolves and all that. At home, I, I, I still like a clean sheet at home as well. And I know it sounds silly. It's the things that I'm used to, I don't know. Like, you know, I, 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 I'm I'm going to predict 2-0, but I wouldn't be surprised if Leicester score. And that disappoints me a little bit, like, you know, that that, that they are scoring. Maybe because we've been a little bit more expensive over the last few games. We've definitely more expensive against Watford and that left us opened a little bit. Um, I don't know. But when I look at... Um, I, I've got to be honest. I look at our back four now and, and our goalkeeper, and I, uh, we're, we're all sort of agreeing that we're not looking to to upgrade on any of them. Um, we're, we're probably looking to bring in Saliba back to, to challenge for it and see what happens. But I don't think we're saying, oh, we need to to improve here, improve there. So what I want to see, particularly going forward in these games now, particularly against decent teams like Leicester and that, is clean sheets. So like, that's that's something I'm looking at. So I'm gonna gonna be bold and say two 0 but I wouldn't be surprised if they nick a goal. Well, do you know what? I I'm predicting three one. I think Leicester. They've still got firepower and they're decent going forward, but I just, I just thought the way we're playing attacking wise, I think we've been we've been really good. I think we've been really good. Saka's on fire. Odegaard's on fire. Partey's playing brilliantly in the midfield. Even Granite Xhaka's playing the ball forward. I mean, it's it's surprising me. And you know what was quite pleasing, guys? And I just want to get this is the last little bit. Martinelli didn't have a great game against Watford. No. But when it mattered and he got that chance, he buried it. And this, you could this, tell he was relieved by it as well. I think he knows yeah. he's under... I think Pressure a bit, yeah. Yeah, I think you know what it's like, Kev. You know, he, he's under pressure for his place, you know. And, I, and, and I'll tell you how he, how he knows that, is that when the substitution is going to be made, even though I don't, you know, on, Saturday, on uh, Sunday, it's him that comes off. And off goes Saka to the, to the left-hand side and he comes off. So he knows he's under a little bit of pressure. Uh, to perform, and I think that goal um, took a and I, I, I don't, he, his confidence lifted from that goal. So I think he knows that he's uh, he's not secure. I think like you know when Saka goes in on the sun, uh, on on Sunday, he knows he's going to be playing. Like you know, I mean, I think Martinelli's looking at the team shit because I am. I'm thinking, is he going to play him? Is he not? You Good. know what I mean? But that goal on um, on Sunday makes sure that well, it tells me that he plays now. He's going to play. On, he's going to um, play Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. 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 What's your thoughts on that, Russ? Well, when when um, Pep Guardiola nurtures Phil Foden, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant manager. It's, you know, he's done a brilliant yeah. job nurturing the talent. But when Arteta is like 
nursing him through. Because don't forget, he had a really awful injury, didn't he, that he picked up. Um, and he's, I think they've been really, really careful with him because they didn't want to mess him up. And they know what a talent he is. And uh, I just feel that he's been, he's just been used sparingly just to try and get him back and build his body up. I mean, he's filled out a lot as well, hasn't he? I think he's a, yeah. he's a, a more muscular player now than when he first came. Same with Saka. Uh, I think even Odegaard's bulked out a little bit as yeah. well, putting a little wispy thing. So, stronger, you know, yeah, stronger. Yeah. Praise, praise to um, to the way the team have handled the injury and his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, his physiotherapy side, you know, getting him back back into the swing of things and not ruining the player. Um, we've seen lots of good, talented players in this league be ruined by overplaying. And, uh, yeah, so... The, development, the, the development's important, isn't it? For a guy who fell yeah. out with our, Arteta and Rehabilitation. For a guy who, like, supposedly was frozen out by Mikel Arteta, who can't keep relationships yeah. with players and is a poor man manager, well, the guy came out this I, week and I, said I he always can well, I, that's I, that's the narrative. And didn't Martinelli come out this week and said, "I could see myself playing my whole career here." He lo- yeah, he, he loves did. it at Arsenal. He loves the the, the way regime. the team is going. And, he loves uh, the culture. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, let the player tell you what's going on, not not the the narrative not the, about not, you know, not the fan, not the fan. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, who knows how Pepe feels? He might feel differently, but he might not. He might have the same opinion that Martinelli does right now, despite yeah. not getting the most playing time. I think that's an interesting one because I think after Pepe done really well against Wolves, a lot of lot of gooners were clamouring for Pepe to start. But you know, yeah. with Martinelli there, with ESR there, you know, I think Pepe's gonna I think he's gonna get his opportunity to to make a difference from the bench. But I think yeah. starting, I think we've got to go with what's really taken us we this don't. far. We don't we don't see him train, do we? And when when the manager comes out and says he's come back from the African Cup of Nations, a different player with a different attitude, yeah. that tells you something, don't it? That tells you something. I can't wait to see him playing against you know in, in the in the group stages next season in the in the Europa in the uh, Champions League. I mean, that's that's the kind of football where Pepe is going to be a monster. So when he gets a lot of one v one, that's that's if he's at the club. I mean. That, but that's what I'm saying. I think I think he should be at the club next season. Yeah, and and, but, and unlike this yeah. season, he won't have to be fighting for you know one available spot every you know week to ten days. He'll be there'll be a game every four or five days at times of the season, and he'll get his playing time. But yeah, here's that, the difference, Lee. Yeah, here's yeah. the difference. We don't want the we we don't need the manager to be saying after he comes back from Afcon, oh he's come back a different player. He should have that attitude all the way through. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I, listen. I, 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 I'm going to be. I've said it, and I'll say it a hundred times. I don't think Arteta really trusts uh, Pepe. I think that's where yeah. where it comes to because he's never really given him a run of games to do it and all that. Like, and as I, and I'll keep I'll keep saying the point. I, I'm not having him coming in for for Martinelli or or, or Saka at this moment in time. Yeah. I'm not. You know, and, I think and, the next and, one up Smith Rowe, isn't it? The next exactly. One up and from Smith, Smith Rowe's in front of him on that line, and and I'd, I'd I'd love him to do really well, like you know. But ultimately, um, 
You know, it's not it's not happened for him, and that's not his it's you know not his fault, and it's not it's just the way it is. And I'm I'm I, you know what he's got to do is come on like he did against um, Wolves and turn the game and 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 be patient. And, and when one of these players is out, then you know it, it comes from there, like you know. So for me, um, you know, it doesn't. Also, I think which is, is a strange thing. Uh, I don't know how everybody feels about it. When he comes on, Saka goes straight over to the left hand side. Why don't they give him a run on the left hand side? Because he's never going to get in on the right hand side in front of the place of Saka. That's never going to happen. His his challenge yeah. is to get in front of um, Martinelli, if anybody. And, but and if you did, remember, Lee, if you remember, Lee, that like, that uh, period when he scored that season, he scored sixteen goals. Was it? Was when he he was playing more predominantly on the left hand side. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I don't know why I don't know why Mikhail don't want. Maybe he don't want him to play well there, so because he might have to play. Oi, him, oi, no, no, oi, listen, time out, <laughs> time out, lead time out. Listen, he, he wants him. He wants him to play. He wants everyone to play well. Come on, come on now. He wants him. Hey, listen, but I tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna stop it there because listen, what I've got to say is I've got to promote the the, the least video. Lee went to the Tollington to talk yeah, about the, the Leicester game in a bit more detail, right? So make sure you stay tuned for the full preview of Lee's um, new video coming up. Um, so stay tuned, everybody. And listen, I'd just like to thank Magic Mike. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Guna Dad. Russ, as always, absolutely special talking to you. The main man, Lee Judges, obviously on Lee Judges TV. And all of you... Fans who, who 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 come on and join us, we really appreciate you. But that's it. Everyone thinks we're going to beat Leicester, apart from Magic Mike. But he's reckons we're going to win anyway. <laughs> I, I, I so technically Lester, do, but I don't want to say. Yeah, no, 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 you said it now. But he does, yeah, but he does anyway. Anyway, it's, everyone, it's, it's called out of Desmond. No, no, no. You yeah, can't go back Desmond. on that. So listen, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Don't forget, check out Lee's new video next.